Welcome to another edition of Taught Talk, where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. And going with our theme of meaningful assessments, what I'm going to be talking about today is the idea of grading the process. So what does grading the process mean? In your traditional classroom, things look very much like this, where we expose students to something they may not know. We allow them to practice that until they understand it. This could be through word problems. It could be through, you know, having them do, you know, worksheets. It could be having them write drafts. It could be, there's all sorts of hands-on activities. There's all sorts of things that students do to practice what it is that you want them to learn. And, and the idea here is that they practice it enough that they come to an understanding of it. And then at the end of that, we, we want them to show proof that they have learned it. And this usually comes in the form of a summative assessment. And so the way that we grade typically looks like this, is that we are grading them in the yellow part. So at the end of all the learning is when we're grading them. And this, like I said, this is known as a summative assessment. Now we also have formative assessment where, so say we expose them to something they may not know, and during that summit, that formative phase, we realize they lack something, so we add that to it, or we realize they already have something, so we skip past that. But the formative assessment forms how you're going to do the teaching. But it's still not assessing mastery necessarily. Um, that usually comes in the summative. So what if instead of evaluating at the end part, we evaluate instead during the practice? So what that looks that's that's known as grading the process because what you're seeing here is that you'll get to assess when the light bulb goes off for students when it's a gotcha moment or when students get it um, and rather than waiting to like an artificial summative assessment at the end where they're just restating or re-showing what they've already learned what if you actually are able to capture what they learned during the, during the actual process of the learning. Uh, wouldn't that be more meaningful? Wouldn't that be more inspiring? Wouldn't that be more organic and effective in, in assessing whether a student gets something or not? Because the reality is, is that the student it can study for a test and still not have really shown mastery, or they can you know, do lots of things that you know, would show that, that to a teacher that they got it, but they not but that's not necessarily the case. And so what we want to do is to be able to grade the process and see the learning as it's taking place. There's a famous quote when it comes to uh, the idea of formative and summative assessments, and it looks something like this. And, you know, the first part is that a, a formative assessment is when the cook tastes the soup. So they're tasting it to see if it's bitter or it's good or whatever. Um, and then summative is when the customer actually takes that sip and determines whether this is good or bad. But again, you're, oh, it's overlooking the process. So what does the cook have to do to get it to a good place? So when they take that formative assessment and they taste that soup and it's not where it needs to be, maybe they're like, we need to add more salt. Or maybe there needs to be some sort of seasoning added. Or maybe there needs to be, you know, we need to, you know, make the broth not as, as thick as it is. So there's lots of things, and that's the process of learning. So you're figuring out what works. And why this is so important is we're trying to teach students that to make mistakes, to try things, and when they don't work, to try something else. And that's what grading the process allows students to do, is it allows students to, you know, make mistakes and you're recording those mistakes as learning opportunities, as ways for them to get a, gain an understanding of what it is that they're learning about. 
So the, the, ultimately the question becomes, what does grading the process look like? Grading the process can take various forms, but here's an example of a sliding scale or a sliding rubric that you could use with students. So as you see here, we've divided it into four topics. So there's explore and experiment, there's work effectively through changing priorities, there's view failure as an opportunity, there's drawing from strengths and adapts around weaknesses. So those are skills that you would be measuring. And the different progressions are progressing, meeting, and exceeding. And so typically in a summative assessment, we would state on the spectrum where students are. But what if instead you use the same rubric over the course of a week? And so what happens is you mark on March 12th that they are merely in the progressing part. But after a couple of days of practicing and, and doing what it is that they're learning, they have moved into the meeting. It's, um, and then they're still meeting it a few days later after that. But then some, some enlightenment happens or something happens where students really get it at a different level and they go beyond what it is they you know they exceed and so that would be on the record on the 18th and so you see these x's kind of show you a progress now this is an ideal progress but the progress could be on the uh, after the 17th maybe they regress back a little bit because they're not be able to put it consistently into play and, and the student may never reach the exceeding but this but a teacher could use this rubric they could they could observe classroom uh behavior and skills and they could mark where their student is progressing on this Another example would be this chart right here. Um, and so on this, what you see is you have all the different tasks that students are gonna be doing listed. And then you have who's responsible for that on the right-hand side. So we have Chad, Bonnie, Tracy, and Ben are the four students involved here. And it indicates who is responsible for what and how they're progressing. So the days at the bottom versus day one, day two, day three, you would make a mark when students have mastered that or they have accomplished that and then moving on to the next thing. And so uh, what you're seeing here is that you're able to, with a, using a graphic organizer, you're able to kind of capture the moments when those students get it, when they learn, when they have gotten it. Uh, and as a result, you're getting to really assess whether a student has mastered what it is that you intended them to master. It could be something as simple as just taking notes on what you observed. So in this case, on um, May 13th, you know, the teacher took notes as they were observing what students were doing and they saw that Devin was gathering information from a National Geographic website. He spent a good amount of time looking over the information. So that's a positive note that a teacher can go back and say, okay, Devin was doing what he was supposed to do. Um, however, when, you, when he observed Andrea, Andrea was copying, copying and pasting the information she was finding in, into a research document and the teacher made a note that they need to go back to make sure that Andrew's going to put that in her own words. So it could be that these observations and these observations eventually then get flipped into an assessment or a grade of whether they got it or not based upon how they're getting. So and one way you could track that is something like this, where you are using, in this case, they're using um, a scale of EMPNL, which is that a student either exceeds, meets, progressing, or is very limited. And so you can see John, the first couple of days, John was just progressing towards what he needed to be, but eventually he met it and then exceeded it on the 26th. And notice he has blanks after his and the other people, the reason why is because once John has shown he's gotten it, there's no reason to assess him any further uh, other than to maybe, you know, see that he's doing consistently or able to put it into different situations. 
but that and that's that he would display that with his e so once you reach an e there's no reason to go much further so chrissy has a very consistent progress where she's going the first couple of days she's l's the next four days she's p's and she eventually gets up to an m she never reaches that e but that's okay she's mastered what it is she's just not exceeded it uh, and then you can see that some students may actually regress so logan the first day is progressing second day he's met but then maybe he slips up and, and is not able to show three days later that he really got this so he slips back to, to progressing um, and then the na is just a, if you maybe didn't have a conversation or observe something that day or a student might have been act absent or something of that nature but this is a graphic organizer for you to keep track of what you see in the classroom and where students are at so you can properly assess them this is a what is called a, a single point rubric where you have the mastery um, but you want to see does a student uh, are pushing it above or are they regressing and not getting where it needs to be and so then the teacher would make notes in those columns so if a student was showing initiative they would make notes in the in the um, that column showing what this looked like so how do they go above and beyond the product meeting requirements of the learning objective well if there were a requirement of three maybe they provided five examples so they showed initiative they, they took that extra step um, the progress might be the student doesn't quite have it yet so when it said turn in all materials by the deadline and pace self well it may be that the student did turn everything in but the pacing could have been better because the student was doing a lot up until the very end and so that would just show progress but this is another way that you could observe progress and record that progress and then this is um i use this for evaluating during a discussion of how students are doing because when students are giving discussions uh, again they may show a not a lot of mastery in their comments but then later when they take a test they don't do as well or whatever because the test is very artificial this discussion is more organic so in this i have this the scale of comprehension application analysis and evaluation where students are and then you would put an x where you see students at so you put a student's name there and they they let's say that they have demonstrated uh, that they have a deeper understanding than just the basics then you would mark that in the analysis synthesis section of this scale and so you would have all your students listed that took part in the discussion and from this discussion what you have garnered of what they've what they know about this what are the what level they at? are they understanding it at a surface level at a deeper level are they not understanding it but this would be a way for you to chart that during a discussion you don't have to be the one that always determines what whether students are progressing or not so in this this is a self and a peer evaluation so the students were given this blank uh rubric and with with um, what a one, two, three, and a four meant. So a three means they contribute to the group in a positive manner, uh, but they, it helps to make it better. But if they want a four, they're contributing mightily to the group, leading by example and making it better. And so students would have to determine on this particular day, do I give students a one, two, three, or four? And it broken up the parts of the lesson into different parts. So they have a research aspect, a preparation aspect, and the exhibit. Typically, what would happen is the teacher would only evaluate the exhibit part the assessment part, the summative part. But you're, but if you're looking in the research, what you see is that Ricky was playing online games. So he's not good at managing his time. So that's a teachable moment where you can go back and talk with Ricky about how to manage his time better. Or you can see that Ronnie was really struggling in the preparation um, because he wasn't too helpful during the part. He gave a few ideas. So you could, what are some effective ways that he could give better, uh, be more helpful with his group? And so, 
this gives you places where you can go back and, and teach or you see the Bobby gets it all the way through. And so and in my what I would do is I'd, I'd leave Bobby alone because Bobby's doing really well. I, mean, I don't mean leave him alone as not getting support or trying to push him to the next level. But I'm saying getting out of his way if he's moving forward, trying to get out of his way so that he can do the, what he's capable of doing. And so it doesn't have to be just the teacher. There can be students that give assessments during the process as well. Creating the process does require a different mindset than your traditional teaching. Uh, traditional teaching is that we are you know, evaluating at the very end uh, by giving them some kind of paper to pencil assessment where students must demonstrate what they've learned. But the, the argument is if they demonstrate what they've learned earlier, or they demonstrate that they learned in a different form in a performance assessment or something of that nature, do you have a method of capturing what it is that they learned? And, and you could use those rubrics that were shown in the uh, that to, in order to record whether students got it or not and whether they've mastered it. And this makes assessment so much more meaningful because what you're doing is you're actually evaluating when the, when the actual learning took place, you are capturing that and you are able to uh, you know, determine that students have indeed mastered it and maybe exceeded what it is that they were supposed to have learned because they were able to show you this. So it, it's a perfect example of showing not telling. A lot, a lot of summative assessments are they're telling you what they learned. Uh, but wouldn't you rather have them showing you what they learned?